Welcome today to today's Conduit podcast. A reminder that Conduit is a tribe of leaders and owners in the residential trades. And while we don't have it all figured out yet, we recognize that we all get better together. My name is Jerry Bierman. I'm the owner operator of Alluring Glass. Today we got a buddy of mine, Brennan Pasco, owner operator of Next Modeling. And I guess. Brennan, you service the northern Cincinnati to the what's the what's the what's the area that you serve? We we fit in a really tight uh, tight community. I, I used to I used to try to keep within thirty minutes of my house. We we were able to kind of whittle that down to like really three different communities. So the South Dayton area in general, but more fine tuned. That's Oakwood, Kettering, uh, and, the, and the outskirts a little bit south of Kettering. Oakwood County Got it. Is what we do. Fantastic. And so you and I have been buddies for, gosh, I don't know how many years now, uh, several. And we talked about you and you coming on today to talk about uh, positivity. Um, and you had sent me a text talking about, you know, having positive vibes, how, how important that is as a leader. Um, so welcome first. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad uh, glad we could connect like this. And what is like for you for positivity? What resonates with you um, about that that word from a, a leader slash owner perspective? So, so I, in my mind, as a leader, I fit more into what I'd classify as like an authentic leader, like an authentic personality. I think that's what okay. what has driven a lot of people to me. Um, and in the process of that. I think as a, from a personality trait, I generally try to be more positive. Um, mm-hmm. Examples of that would just be generally to see the bright side of the situation. So within like the home remodeling spectrum, we see a lot of negative things. So overall, customers sure. want to be good people, and they want to give us great work environments, but we're throwing a lot of adversity, a lot of obstacles constantly. So... Mm-hmm. As a team, we're, we're forced to react and adapt to those different circumstances. And so I mm-hmm. have I've taken a method of being positive in that process and just look for the solutions, adapt and move on, and not dwell on the negative aspects. Sure, now, that's good. To be authentic, do you, do you, I, I go equally, ahead. Yeah. as an authentic leader, there are moments, a lot of moments, where where you, you want to complain. You want to just dwell and like... This is really just unfair to us. But at the end of the yeah. day, it doesn't really matter. We, we have a job to do. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna meet those expectations. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Um, and I, as you're as you're saying that, I I can relate as well as you know any any leader in the residential trades faces. I mean, you know, as they say, shit happens, right? I mean, there's just a lot of stuff happens. Um, to us and around us, um, why do you think it's important from a leader slash owner perspective? Why do you think it's important for a leader to be aware of their positivity and, and to embrace it? So, so this probably actually stems from something I learned from a friend as, as a child. So they, they had grown up in a, like a negative home, home environment. And their mm. outlook on everything that occurred around us 
was was negative. And so it actually, at some point, started to affect me. And like I started to turn into a negative person and only see the negative out, out of that. Um, and, it, and at some point, whether it was a fellow friend somewhere along the line, uh, it was brought to my attention that that was occurring. So it, I think it really just made me kind of see that in a different light. And then now as I've become more of a leader within our business, I've noticed that while my team doesn't only look to me for direction and, and how to respond, some of that comes naturally to them as well. But I've noticed that if, if my initial reaction is positive, there's a correlating positive feeling about what, whatever the situation is. If I immediately react mm. negatively, it oftentimes turns the whole situation negative. So it's as if wow. my, my positive in, in the situation. That's interesting. That's good. You know, one of the things that we, uh, myself and, and other guys like you, have been talking about as it relates to positivity, that even though we have become self-aware of the importance of positivity, um, you were talking about, you know, being authentic and realizing that there's times where you're not as positive as you uh, wish you were. Um, and so one of the conversations we've had is that, like, it's really weird. It's really interesting that, and it, I don't, I can only speak for the Western culture because that's what I'm immersed in, but like neg negativity, like is accelerated. Like if, if there's six or eight of us sitting around a table and we want to have a complaining session, I mean, we can accelerate into that conversation. Definitely. Even as pot, even as positive leaders. Definitely. And yet, and yet the positivity conversation seems to be more uphill, if you will. Like, it's really, it really is interesting. I don't know no, that, if it's an indictment on a society. That's a fantastic point because it's, it's almost like you, like it requires more energy to, to think about how your, your response to a given situation is. It's, it's very, to yeah. in, a, in a positive light. And I'm, of course, this topic is positivity. So the word positive is coming up a lot. But it, it does not take much sure. energy to complain or to whine. It just almost comes natural. So it's almost like you need you more direct about about your feelings mm. or how your on how your, yeah. your reaction is to a situation. Yeah, gosh, that's really interesting. Well, and to be aware of that again, I'm I'll be fifty three, and so at, at as a fifty three year old, for me to learn, which I think that one of the one of the things that's so appealing about this tribe of leaders and owners in in a variety of experiences and a variety of ages is that one commonality that we have besides being immersed in the into the residential trades is that we're all we're all of the same cloth saying hey we have not figured this all out yet and so we're completely a work in progress and um and so i think it's i think that's a good reminder for for you and i and other leaders is to say hey this is, um, it's uphill and it is, um, it is tough. What, um, what do you think some of the common myths associated with um, positivity are for leaders? So I, I think there's, the one that jumps out at me at first is because, because we kind of self-identify as a positive leader does not mean, I'll speak for myself 
does not mean that that I go through my life looking at everything in a positive notion. Like I'll be the first to admit. Uh, yeah. Take it from yeah. like, take it out of the workplace environment and go like, go go to home. Like I, I do not react the same way to like when my wife tells me something in a negative aspect compared to like what if somebody came to me on a job site and said, Hey, we've, we've got a problem. Um, you know, I, I remodel kitchens and baths mainly. So we, we have a problem. The tile we picked out and it's here doesn't, isn't going to work. Like, right. That's like, that's not a good, that's not a good problem to have. However, if my wife at home said something very similar, of like the same, um, the same detriment would be accounted for. Like I would probably react differently. So, so as an authentic leader, like yeah. knowing your weak spots, weak spots at home yeah. with your wife, just I, I react differently. So like I, I want to, I want to, and intentionally I'm working on that. So the myth, the myth yeah. there is because you have this ability to do that in your work environment does not mean it carries through in everything you do. Is is right. As easy as, as easy as that sounds. Um, so yeah. I'm kind of exposing my my own my own weaknesses there. The others. Another yeah. myth, to kind of think through how to how to explain the myth is that in in all situations, maybe positivity isn't the right answer. Because I'm probably going to draw a blank on a good example of that not being not being the situation, but at, at some times in the leadership position, you just need to be transparent and 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 hold people accountable. And that doesn't mean that you need to do it. You need to badger somebody, but it may not be that there's not a lot of positive options sure. in the situation. No, so that's good. Kind of, you kind of you like make up an example. Um, maybe a maybe an employee or a, a vendor uh, treated a customer that doesn't fit our core values, and that's and that's happened maybe more than once. Where the where the response yes. there needs to be very direct. Of this is how we intend to do things. Whether you want to be a part of that, if you want to be a part of that, here's how I'm going to ask you to do that as well. That's good. Where, where that may well, you remember positive, that may not be a positive response. It's just it's what needs to happen. Yeah, you remember uh, Don Patton, who you met the other yes. night. Don's a Don's a dear old older friend, uh, 68 years old, been at this for 50 plus years, and he he introduced me to a term last week. Uh, around this positivity and he said you know that there's there's times where there's an appropriate there's an appropriate amount of empathy and so when things are really bad one of the things that he taught me was you know when things are really bad acknowledge they're really bad and like it's okay to sit in that for a period of time to say oh gosh this is this is not good and so positivity, to your point of myths, doesn't mean that you accelerate out of the crap. It's, it is very healthy to um, communicate with your client or your coworkers or your family members that right now, this is not good. However, in, in the, 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 the gap between acknowledging this is not good and the statement, however, is when people... I think start to discern how much you really care about the problem. So Don was teaching me to be appropriately empathetic, you know, that 
that the, 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 your spouse or your kids or the client or your coworkers um, in, your, in your positivity aren't accelerating through the realization that this really sucks right now. And that, that helped me a lot. So I have a fantastic example of that situation that occurred not too very long ago. Um, yeah, that, that I like to share. So, sure. so yeah. what a situation that we had on a, on a project, um, and I'll take it one step prior to this occurring. So we were doing a, a relatively high end master suite renovation for some pretty high demand customers. Um, Marvel came in, it matched like the label, like we do like a little check off, make sure that whatever was on the original spec sheet, what was ordered matches the boxes. Great. Marble's one of those God-created products that has a wide variety of what it can look like. Yeah. So it was Asian statuary marble, which is generically a relatively light gray tone. And this stuff had, all the way through all the boxes, had like a darker darker veining to them. So we took it as, okay, this is what, this is what the interior designer had selected. Because, you know, 80% of the box looks the same. Of, of, all, of all the boxes look the same great it'll it'll match well just just the batch that we were given and it was what they wanted wonderful so we go through we install a lot of ages statuary marble we take pictures we send it to we send it to the designers um this particular case the owners were not involved in the day-to-day actions more or less they hired someone to take care of that for them So, so we're going through this and uh about a day after we sent that first picture and it was like great looks awesome was a weird text like hey i want to swing by today around whatever time take a look at that the coloring is darker than normal great so that like instantly creates like a little pit in your stomach like that oh yeah good. so let's fast forward a couple days uh we're removing about 50 percent of the marble because it is too dark for what they wanted fast oh, forward a week later we get new marble in we're, we're getting installed it all goes in well we're meeting all of our goals of what what a good installation looks like we go to grout we have grout colors selected and they had a different grout for the wall and the floor they're both very similar tones of gray but they're but they're different well somehow we installed we grabbed both bags we had them separated uh somewhere in the process somebody grabbed the bag for the floor and installed at these marble walls oh gosh i have been trying to practice better leadership and allowing my team to do their thing. Still, we're working on implementing systems so that bad things don't happen. Um, but I was away for the day. Like I went on vacation, was away from my mm-hmm. phone, uh, just trying to, to be with family and friends. So mm-hmm. I get it, and I'm gone all, that was a Friday afternoon. I get a, I get a call on Sunday night when I finally get back to cell reception. We were, we were at a place that didn't have cell, cell phone service. Uh, I get a phone call that says, hey, I've been trying to reach you over the weekend. I didn't want to leave it as a voicemail, but we got to talk about what happened on Friday. It's not, not, not great. It's not, no. you know, so then we, no. we, we get to the point of, hey, we accidentally installed the wrong grout on the walls. Um, by the time we realized that it occurred, the initial grout stuff had already been almost dry. It didn't make sense to remove it all at that time. What do we want to do? Mm-hmm. So, so, you, so it took a little while to get to the point of that's not a great moment. That's an oh crap. Yeah. What's the best path forward? Yes. And so the, the positive side of it, 
you know, if you went straight to, like, let's just jump through the, the bad part and get to the positive is, okay, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Designer, um, here's where we're at. This gray color that is, although is the wrong color, does look great, and it actually may look better than the color we selected. But at the end of the day, it's the wrong color. It's not right. what you selected. It's not what we intended to install. Yes. And that's, and that's our fault. And yep. the fortunate reality is marble is really hard to get grout out of. Uh, as far as like scratching the joints and not risking scratching a tile, you know the the really the best path is we leave it and we figure out a solution internally. Or if we really want to go back to the right color, we need to order a new shower's worth of marble tile, mm. remove the old, reinstall the tile, regrout it, back back where we were at. So mm-hmm. the moment of it's okay to dwell on it for for a few minutes, and and I'm. I tried to do my best of limit to that limit. That's about 60 seconds of, yes. okay, we, we've done bad. Got it. That can't change. But what yep. can we do? So yep. we know that this was a mistake that should not happen again. Very fortunately, uh, I'm 30 years old. I've been involved in this business of remodeling homes. I was born into it. So call it professionally 18 years um, yeah. to make a living, to feed my family for, roughly 12 so fortunately we've never had this situation before so it's not something that occurs very often that's that's a positive but it shouldn't ever happen again so we, we work through all right how, how do we how do we stop it from occurring how do we create like a double check type system where you know this this may not be as important on a lower end finish like in a house you might be flipping or the answer really mm-hmm. doesn't matter but this one it was very intentional what they selected. So let's let's not let's not open ourselves up to that risk. And then and then the correspondence of what what do we do if we can't get a hold of me? So apparently in that situation, they made decisions on their own and, and I'm okay with the answers they decided upon. But but we, we needed we needed to figure out a better way to to kind of direct who to make who to if I'm not there to answer that question for them. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we create a system that that redirects those answers? And so yes. all of that is the don't dwell on the past. The past is what it is. But let's figure out how to to make if that situation ever occurred again, how do we react to it? Or that's a great situation. Yeah, no, that's a great story. And I, I the pain, yeah, is that although I have not experienced that specific situation before, I've experienced experienced uh, very similar situations that um, that I can definitely relate to the pain, aggravation, cost to all parties. Um, and yet the positivity in it is that you chose to take that terrible experience and extract systems and processes out of that terrible experience to reduce the likelihood of that happening again, which is you know, we've, we've got topics for the week. This week's topic fits right into that because it's a topic of resilience. And you as a leader um, displayed resilience in that situation as well. A lot of these words, Brennan, can overlap where you, you definitely had, you dwelled in there for, for 60 seconds or whatever. And then you took the leadership reins by the horn and you made a positive outcome out of that. And, so I, I applaud you for that. And 
those are the types of situations that leaders find themselves in. And it, it, it's, it's, it's really weird, again, how this works, is that, that the very tension and the struggle is what actually help, help or will help your business improve, right? Your systems, your systems as a byproduct of that bad thing are now better. And so future clients have the likelihood of having a, a more even, even better uh, consistent client experience. That's really good. Yes. And that's really good. That, that situation more or less drove home the need to kind of revolutionize our business in the way we generate systems. So yeah. um, recently been turned on to this, the, the e-myth process. And sure. The e-myth process well down to the listeners who, who have not read that book in depth. Like the, the highlight reel is how do you, how do you work from the bottom of your company? So like the, the simplest technician task up to the top, how do you create systems for each one of those steps to the point that you can scale your business? Example yeah. that would be like a, a, a McDonald's where McDonald's where mm-hmm. Ray Kroc bought into the McDonald's program and did not go work within the business. He simply created a headquarters nearby and his main job was working on the product and the product was McDonald's restaurants, not, yeah. not the cheeseburgers and the milkshakes. Um, so yeah. to transform that into like everyday business is how can you create systems so that you get a very consistent result and you can train it to whoever walks in the door. Yeah. No, that's good. You know, going back to your upbringing and or early on in your career, what, was there a defining moment where you were like, okay, this, like I, you know, was your dad a positive person that it was just kind of natural for you to take the leadership reins within your, your company and be positive or where did that, where did, where did that come from? You know, I, I think, I think both my parents were positive individuals. I don't know that it was, you know, like I, as I've grown and matured that you see people who are maybe more positive or less positive in that if you were to give them like a scale, mm-hmm. um, I think it was more, I've just always had that easier going positive outlook on life where mm-hmm where I'm quick to find out, okay, if there's a problem, what can I do about it now? So cut through all the stuff that doesn't really matter. What's, what are the core facts? What do I have the ability to alter? And then what can I do about making that alteration? And so that's kind that's of like, the negative side of it is useless. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Um, you really only can affect what sounds cliche. You can only really affect what you can affect. So yeah. if, you if you can't do anything about it, there's no sense in dwelling about it. Just, just go through yeah. what, what's possible. Um, That's good. And that, and that may just be being naive to life because I'm compared to a lot of others. I'm maybe relatively young, but it's currently the position I'm holding. So until, yeah. until further notice, that's that's the path I'm taking. Well, no, it's good. Well, the, the humility, I think part of, you know, you – a couple words. One is authenticity, which I, I find you to be a very authentic, uh, transparent uh, leader. Um, and then humility, right? That that you're not a got it guy that, you know, acts like he's got the whole world figured out, which is, again, very appealing. What um last question for today, 
um, if you could go speak to a younger version of me, so maybe when I was coming up or a younger version of yourself, um, what wisdom, what insight would you share um, around the topic of positivity? Great question. So I would go, I would ask, I think I'd like a two part question. One would be, and if we keep it within like the, the business building modeling world, okay. I would ask a question of what would you go back and do again the same way you did it the first time? So like what, what situation, what experience did you do that you, that you felt that you did it right, that you would replicate again and again? And I, and I, I wouldn't expect that to be an easy, an easy answer. Yeah. But then, but then the second part of that question is like, what would you, what would you go back and what would you, what would you apply today to what you had then? What would you skip and what, what would you go straight for? And so that, that applies more to a conversation I recently had with a fellow business owner. And it was an example that they gave of, of an, of an older mentor that they have that kind of like did like the fly, like if you kind of like take your finger and like kind of like draw like what a fly pattern would be, if that makes sense. Like, buzzing around in a circle but not really going yeah. from, a, from a to b so gotcha. it was more like I, I his mentor telling him like i'm watching you go through business you know where you want to be but i'm watching you do like this like fly buzzing around pattern and what i want to do for you is i want to help you just i know where you need to be i know what steps you need to learn from and i want to guide you just go straight from a to b and hit those couple of milestone stops along the way and so what I would ask, like, your version today or a, or a Don Patton of what would you, what would you skip? Like, what, what portions of business would you skip and not go back to? And what would you focus on again? Oh, gosh. That's a good, well, that's a good, yeah. That's so a good question. you forced me to ask the yeah. question, I need, yeah. you, I need you to give me, like, one or, one or both of those answers. <laughs> that's a really good, that, yeah. That's, that's a question worthy of coming back to. That's really, that's yeah, that's good. That's a good question. I will, um, I will be with Don Patton on Wednesday morning. So I will, I will ask him that question and see if he could, see if he can marinate on that a little bit. That's really good, Brennan. Sure. That's good. That's good stuff. All right. I got to hop as they say, great chatting with you. Good catching up with you. I appreciate your leadership, your commitment to, um, to your family to the trades. Um, you are definitely one of the good guys that is, as they say, a rising tide lifts all shit. So I'm glad to be co-laboring in the, uh, in the trade with you, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate all, all you right. do as well. Have a great day. You as well.